0: I have a mission. I have a purpose. And so all of the anxiety and the fear that we have, we tend to have about what we're supposed to be doing. Jesus reminds us that there's strong leadership by the Spirit, that we remember our identity. We remember our baptism. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First United Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media now. Here is Pastor Ryan Striebeck. Well, I want to welcome you again this morning, and just say that I'm joined here in the sanctuary by a handful of faithful, what I'll call today Levites. You know, you remember the tribe of Levi that was given the responsibility of overseeing worship of God, making sure that all the logistical stuff and all the heart stuff was ready, so the people of God, when they decided to, could come and worship. And so, this looks very different today than it would have, uh, you know, six thousand years ago or two thousand years ago. But here we are and there are people making this kind of worship possible from us from our homes today or here from the sanctuary so I'm very grateful uh, to be surrounded by such a great group of people and all of those of you at home praying and as we do this work together it's such an honor to lead in the worship of God whether you're here uh, in my like I am today or whether you're with your family and you're able to gather them around and be a part of this kind of worship it's very uh, meaningful and very special and so uh, Besides being a great day to build a snowman or a snow fort or, uh, you know, throw snowballs at your neighbor, this is a a great day to be in the presence of God. So uh, hear these words from the Gospel of Mark as we continue in worship. The scripture reading is Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 13. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. So this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So not too long ago, we kicked off our Chamber of Commerce year of business, and we brought in our new board members, and we were going around the table. The first thing we did is we, we did the old you know, introduction phase. So we, we had everybody go around the table and say, you know, tell us your name, kind of tell us where you're from, and then tell us what you do. And it was fascinating to watch as we went around the table and just the things that come out first, you know, and some people want to immediately talk about their hobbies or what they love, or they want to talk about their family and what they're so proud of, or they want to tell you about their job and their work and what they do or the town that they're from and how proud of that, that they are. And so you've been a part of similar things. You know, it's the first day of school when you do roll call, roll call, or it's when you go to college and you're in a, doing a group project and you get together with people and you find out, we you know what's going on in everybody's lives and where do you come from and what do you want to do with your life? And it just seems like so many times in life, we are trying to decide what our name is, and what we're supposed to be doing in the world. You know, we're trying to work out what our identity is, uh, who has given us what kind of name, and then what is our mission, what is our purpose on this earth? And so, so much of our joy in life, so much of our anxiety in life, so much of our happiness in life, so much of our fear in life comes from these two questions. Who are you? What is your name? What's your identity? And uh, from where have you come? And what is your work? What is your purpose? What is your mission in this world? I think even when we look at the world around us today and we find ourselves saying, what in the world would provoke someone to do something like that? Or we might say something like that thing that just happened in our community That person that was involved was the last person I imagined that would go and do something so stupid like that. Or we might say, you know, I pegged that from the beginning. That makes perfect sense that that person would do that kind of thing in that place. And all of these things, as we watch the news and we watch things unfold in our communities and in our families even, I think a lot of it can be traced back to a sense of insecurity about who we are and a sense of unknowing or insecurity about our purpose in life, who we are and what we do. And so we're going to make a case today alongside Mark that we it's a good thing for us to do as Christians to remember our baptism, to remember the day that God met us in the water. It's not just the day that God met you individually, personally in the water, which is a beautiful thing to remember. And we're going to talk more about that later. The day that God you know, brought you before uh all the people and you you were baptized and, and that affirming word that you are my beloved son, you're my beloved daughter with whom I'm well pleased. That's the day that God met you individually in the water. But there's a day, this day that Mark writes about that involves John and Jesus. This is the day that God met all of us in the water. This is the day that God walked into the water that he created and sanctified it and he stood in it perfecting the role of priests to all of us. See, it's, it's shocking when we open this passage of Scripture and we've just read John say, hey, there's one coming after me and I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but there's one coming after me who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So it's shocking that the very next thing that happens is in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. It's, it's shocking. It's like John just told us there was one coming after him, and he's not even fit to untie his sandals. And then here he is baptizing him the next moment. So we ask, why in the world was Jesus, why did he have to get baptized? We all know Jesus was perfect and he was sinless. But why did he have to come through a baptism as John was preaching for the forgiveness of sins? The answer to that question is this was Jesus's way of saying, I am all in. I'm fully identifying with all of sinful humanity. These waters represent the darkest, deepest, hardest, most awful parts of our lives. And I'm gonna go stand in the middle of that water and I'm gonna demonstrate that I'm serious about being a priest to the people that God created, the people that I love. For God so loved this world He sent me and I'm standing right here with full identification. I'm standing in this water to remind you of the lengths to which I will go to fully redeem, to fully save everything in my view. And so the work of remembering our baptism is, it can be cognitive work. Some of you will cognitively remember. You'll remember an actual day. Maybe you were a teenager, maybe you were an adult, and you can remember the smell of the air. You can remember uh, the music that was played. You can remember the people that were there. You can really remember all that stuff because it's, it's immediate memory for you. Others of us will have to remember through sort of a little bit more of a sacramental pathway where other people tell us about what it was like. And we'll say, hey, you know, that day that you were baptized, it was a cold day in April and it was Easter Sunday and your grandma and your mom and I and we all got together and your brothers and sisters were there and you came into the waters of baptism and the church surrounded you and they prayed for you and they promised to hold you up in the faith. And it was a beautiful moment. And none of us may have seen the spirit descend like a dove exactly like we could describe it, but we know the spirit descended on you like a dove. Uh, because we prayed for that to happen, and God promised that he would send the Spirit. So we anointed you with oil, and maybe you cried when the pastor put water on your head, or maybe you just sat there and smiled. It was a glorious moment. But all of us have a chance to remember God's love for us in the event of baptism. This is primarily about what God does for us and in us, and so that's what we're doing today. And sometimes I think you know, when when things are a little off in our lives or we're having a hard time, it would be nice every once in a while, just like you want to sometimes take somebody by the shirt collar and say, remember who you are, like remember what you're doing here. Sometimes you want to grab your kids and say, hey, don't worry, but don't sweat the small stuff. Remember, you are baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, like nothing, there's nothing that this world can do to you. Uh, and so in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of fear, in the midst of all that we have going on, it's a great time to remember what God actually thinks about us and what God has said to us and about us uh, here in the, his word. So um, we read this text and it's, it's just a beautiful event where the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are all present. It's just this great symphony of the Trinity of God working together to bring his love to the world. And so you, you have this event where Jesus is in the river with John, and he's coming up out of the water. And as he's coming up, the spirit is coming down. In the Greek, it's anabainon and then katabainon. It's just back to back. Uh, Jesus is coming up, and the spirit is coming down. It just reads and sounds beautifully. We can picture the event. And our mind's eye, and the Spirit is descending. And in order for the Spirit to descend, Mark tells us that the heavens were torn open, they were torn apart. And, And we'll see that word come back in Mark 15 at the end on the day that Jesus dies when he's crucified and the temple, in the temple, the curtain. Uh, that separates the Holy of Holies from, from everything else in worship. The curtain is torn in half from top to bottom. And that represents that all the barriers are gone. Jesus has replaced all the steps that we have to take to get to God. And God has come to us. And so the temple curtain is later torn. But in today's text... The heavens are torn open and the Spirit comes down. This is a huge event. The heavens are torn open so that the Spirit can descend and anoint Jesus and also so that the voice of the Father can be heard. You, Jesus, are my beloved Son. You're my Son, the beloved, and with you I am well pleased. So when I think about this event of baptism, and I think about us remembering our baptism, I think about standing in the water with Jesus. And I think about looking beneath the surface of the water and trying to imagine all the things that the waters of baptism have washed away. Can you imagine all the things just in your own life that have been washed away and cleansed by the waters of baptism? And then think about the sins of the whole world throughout history that have been flooded and overwhelmed by those waters of baptism. And in the ancient world, underneath the water was a scary place. But the symbol that was previously scary can be a refreshing and healing symbol for us because we see that those things were washed away. And in the waters of baptism, there is room now for new life, for new things to grow. It's a great day for it to be snowing like it is here in Nolan County in Texas because uh, it just reminds you of the freshness of moisture and how this is a great image for our spiritual lives. So the first thing that we see is that Jesus is standing as the perfect priest, just like Moses did, uh, and and is able to bring us perfectly into the presence of God. And so wherever you are today, hopefully that you'll hear this word. You'll hear in your own uh, way the voice of God saying, you... Are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter, and with you I am well pleased. That's the first event that happens. And then right after that is fascinating. You know, Mark in his gospel, he doesn't mince words. Uh, he gets right to the point. And so immediately, he even uses the word immediately, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And verse 12, and the spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. So this also happens on this colossal day where Jesus is baptized, he's also driven into the wilderness by the Spirit. It's such a forceful word, just like the heavens being torn open. You know, God is serious about this. He's reckoning with all kinds of awful stuff and he's making things right. And Jesus is going into the wilderness To overcome the temptations of the devil that we had previously not been able to overcome. Adam couldn't do it. Adam fell. And so here comes Jesus, the second Adam, and he's running into the wilderness. He's being driven into the wilderness by the Spirit, and he's doing the work that we are then called to follow. So we can overcome temptation. We can live in this world in a meaningful way because Jesus paved the way for us. And the Spirit leads us just like the Spirit led Jesus. Now, the order of events is critical because the first thing you have is Jesus paving the way for us to remember our identity in baptism, that before we ever do anything or accomplish anything in this world, our primary identity is not, you know, Ryan from this place who went to school to do this and then now is able to do this for a job and he has these other hobbies and these other tasks. But my primary identity and your primary identity as Christians is one of being a son, being a daughter, and being beloved. That's our primary identity. And if we don't get that one right, if we miss that one, if we forget that one, then the other things that we do tend to get a little bit out of whack. Uh, Even in the church, we can tend to take our mission or our purpose, and we can tend to overemphasize it over our belovedness. So we can say things like, "Oh gosh, you know that guy over there, or that person over there, that lady over there. Well, she's a teacher in in you know regular, everyday uh, Monday through Saturday life. So uh, let's take that person and make them a teacher on Sunday, right? That person's a carpenter in his Monday through Saturday existence. Let's make him uh, somebody who takes care of the grounds at the church. And these are all good things." But it's just a reminder that sometimes we over-spiritualize our function and our mission and our purpose and we and we forget that all of us our primary call is to belong to Jesus and then to be formed in the image of Jesus and that's the work that happens in the wilderness is we not only remember that we're sons and daughters of God but we remember that the Holy Spirit is leading us to be transformed to be changed to be complete to be whole to be mature And the order is so critical. I'm a son, I'm a daughter, and I have a mission. I have a purpose. And so all of the anxiety and the fear that we have, we tend to have about what we're supposed to be doing, Uh, Jesus reminds us that there's strong leadership by the Spirit, that we remember our identity, we remember our baptism. Uh, The next step, the Spirit is already leading us with what we need to be doing. And so we can rest secure as we walk into the wilderness of the world that God will give us a vocation. He'll give us work to do. And maybe that work looks different today than it did 30 years ago, or than it did 20 years ago, or than than it did six months ago. But either way, we trust the leading of the Spirit that He is taking us into the world. All baptized Christians have the mission of being transformed in the image of God and serving Jesus in the world. That's all of us. Every single one of us. That's what the waters of baptism signify to us. But we have to get the identity piece first. Well, it is a great day to celebrate and to remember our baptism. So we were going to do this a little differently if we were meeting in person primarily. So we're going to change it up a little bit. And here's what I want you to do and invite you to do uh, from home and that is to remember your baptism. And, you know, we, we normally would say, well, go find a place where maybe some living water, a lake, a stream or something like that. But I think the great thing about the gift of today is that we can just use the snow. And so uh, as you, you know, walk outside and feel the cold, wet snow in your hands and just mark the moment, mark the occasion and maybe take some time to write down a simple prayer of thanks Or to pray a simple prayer of thanks to God, saying, God, thank you that you love me enough to give me your grace and to give me the Holy Spirit and to remind me through the voice of God that you love me, that you called me from before eternity, that you have put me on this earth and I am dear and beloved to you. And then another thing that we can do, I think another way uh, that we can remember our baptism today as an act of worship is by uh, not only praying a prayer of thanks to God, but by maybe a phone call or a letter to someone who we can say thanks to, someone who was instrumental in your baptism, someone who was instrumental when you were a baby or when you were a child, uh, maybe a church member or a parent or a grandparent that made sure that you had the opportunity to experience the grace of God in baptism, the sacrament of baptism, the holiness of the presence of God before you could ever even care about it, people cared enough about you to pray for that and to make that happen. So maybe today would be a good day to thank somebody in that way. Uh, but don't miss the opportunity to remember your baptism. And if you have not been baptized yet, if this is something you've been considering or you just hadn't got to the point, you hadn't ever thought about it before, uh, make sure you talk uh, to somebody, talk to me, and we can do something we can get scheduled and, and a, a way we can celebrate in the future. But uh, for those of you that have been baptized, this is a great day to remember that that. Remember first that you have a strong identity in the presence of God, and therefore you also have a mission. uh, And that mission is profound. And when that mission is engaged, uh, even the gates of hell cannot overcome the work that we will do together. And so it's a joy to be with you in this way, uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.